0: Hi, thank you so much, yeah, yeah I'm to welcome you all too. it's a big surprise for me, I was expecting you in July, so I thought, <laughs> praise God, hallelujah, very glad to see most many of the faces, and many of them after a long time, some time, but very happy that you are here, praise God, and also at the same time missing some of my dear children. Believing that they are safe and healthy wherever they are, the blood of Jesus is a head over them so that no weapons of the enemy shall ever prosper against them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm thinking that this would be the last day of my sermon and my teaching that repentance from death works. I'm hoping so. Okay? I do not know how it will go. Okay, we have discussed about eight such uh, things that become dead works. Okay? And uh, for those who have not heard it, just to give you a very simple understanding: in the old testament, there are two works: that is evil works and good works. Okay? And I did not, uh, I, there is no need for me to define it. Okay, evil you, you know, good you know. But in the New Testament, Hebrew chapter 6, 1, there is a specific uh, indication about uh, it says, is in that repentance from dead works? And then what is dead work? So, dead work is the work that you do. You, for use, it seems to be good. But in the eyes of God, that is not good. In other ways it says, the good work, work that you do carry a wrong motivation, motive. That is a, a good work. Like church coming. It's a good work, but the motive is to receive something from God, fear of blood, curse, or to meet your friends. Sometimes we go to the church to just to meet friends. And you know we friends Okay we go to the church to meet the friends If that is there So then I told eight things That becomes good It's not bad It's not evil But because of the motive behind it is not right That becomes dead work The first one The work that we do Without the joy of the Lord That is a dead work Okay Second one The work that we do Without having the love of God in us. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. Any work done without joy is a dead work. Any work done without love is a dead work. Any work done without zeal for the house of the Lord or for zeal of God, that's a dead work. Any work done without faith is a dead work. Sometimes we pray, but we don't have faith. Okay? you know, we don't have faith and we just pray, we can pray one hour, three hours 24-7 all night, it's okay but if you don't have faith that work is that very work is a dead work okay, fifth, any work done to please yourself or for self-gain for your own benefit that is a dead work and sixth one, any work that is done to cease the cry of your conscience. Isn't that what You need an understanding about that conscience. What is that? To the cry of your conscience means that one day morning you are very, 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 very late and you want to go to the exam. All of a sudden, your conscience says, hey, you have not read the Bible. And what you do? You just go back and take the Bible and then you have a feeling. Oh, I think the Bible and the papers will go good. So that is the conscious cry. Sometimes, hey, today you didn't go to church. That's a conscious cry. You just go in the last minute, stand until pastors shake hands or meeting somebody see, and that is a conscious. That any sudden one, any work done because of the fear of God judgment. You ask anybody, they say, oh, we fear that if you do not do, we do not love God or do not go to church, there will be, I will be sent to hell. Okay, divine judgment, and then the seven, the eighties, anything that is done expecting a reward, expecting a reward. You remember when the, you know, you know, uh, uh, like uh, uh, Ananias and Safira and all that stories are there, they, they, they just wanted to get some reward and sometimes what we do even people ask to Jesus no, we left everything for you what we will get you know sometimes we give time you know our pastors and preachers manipulate our mind saying that do this do this you told me seven to I here some boys seven people twelve dollars today Come. manipulate your mind. And you end up doing things for that sake. Just thinking that you may be in the poverty. And you will think like that, or something God is going to do. Be very careful about such kind of manipulators. Okay, God doesn't say like that you give. God said the way that you give. I've already told you the tithe giving. You the old testament, it was the tithe giving. Tithe means ten percent. Okay? In the new testament, old testament, God taught them what to give. But in the New Testament what Bible says? Bible says uh, your right hand gives left hand should not. No. What is the convention? in the convention is this it's not about uh, in the New Testament, tithe is not forbidden like right? you should not give. No, it's not like that. But uh, what is tithe all about? It's saying that as long as you give as much as you can give, cheerfully. Otherwise don't give do it. If you don't give cheerfully ten dollars, don't give it. By murmuring and crying, don't put $10. It will not benefit. Why? Because the measure that you give, the same measure, you will get it back. Very careful. Okay. That is the 8th. Any work done without faith is fault. it is is anything that is done to receive a reward. I quoted from Deuteronomy chapter 28 for that last two uh, points. Uh, for curse, 20, Deuteronomy 28. Uh, 15 onwards and for blessing chapter 1 to 14 Okay, now the ninth, ninth topic so 10 things I am going to talk there are many but 10 things I am going to talk Okay, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 10 and 11 let us see that 2nd Corinthians chapter 10 so chapter 4 10 and 11 through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that life of Jesus, underline that word life of Jesus life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Okay, go to, to go to 11 Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus again life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies go back to 10 what is this saying? through suffering our bodies continue to share the death of Jesus means what? when the apostle is saying when I go through the sufferings in my life I share the same agony, the death of Jesus in my life. Why? To portray the life of Jesus. Life of Jesus through my life. Okay? So what Apostle Paul is saying, the sufferings makes him so, so vulnerable that the life of Jesus can be seen through his life. See Now, let me ask you one question. Who is the light of the world? Jesus. Who is the light of the world? Somebody somebody disagree? Nobody disagree. Let me see. Let me see. Let us see the Bible says if that is correct or not. Okay? Let us see John 9 5. John nine five. You are too late. The light is gone. <laughs> yeah. What it says? But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, "As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world." Okay. As long as I'm in the in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, who, what John seventeen eleven says? I will connect you to something, let us, let, let us do that. John 17, 11. Okay, now John 17, chapter 17, 11. Got it? Yes. Now I am departing from the world. Who is saying that? Jesus is saying. Remember in 9.5 what it says, Linda? As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now Jesus is saying, I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world. Who is this? Sister Emma? That time it was not as, it was the disciples of Jesus. Okay? That means we are today's disciples of Jesus. So they are staying in the world. But I am coming to whom? To the Father. okay, Holy Father you have given me your name. Now protect, given them in your name. Protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. So now Jesus said I am the light of the world as long as I am here. Then it is saying that I am going back but you have given them to me and you protect them. For what? Matthew chapter 5.14. Let us see. Matthew chapter 5.14 You are the light of the world Hello Who is the light of the world? Who is the light of the world? I am the light of the world Like a city in the heat of that cannot be hidden Means what? We are in the the world that. And we are the light of the world now and our light cannot be hidden. Okay, now what is this light of the world? What is this light of the world? Let us see. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 5. If we go in this phase, I I don't think I will finish today. (laughs) Okay, For you are the now, you are the light of the world. Now who we are? We are the children of the light and of the day. We are not belong to darkness and night. Okay? Got it? And now we are not of the dark, not of the night. We are of the day and we are the children of light. Who is the the light? Jesus Christ is the light. And who is today's light? The children of life, children of the light. Who are they? You and me. Are the children of life? But now I asked you, what is that life? Okay, let us see in John 1-4. John the gospel. See? Now we do not we no one four. I will end up preaching some other sermon. <laughs> Unprepared <laughs> The word gave life to everything that was created and the light and his life brought light to everyone. So what is the light? What is the light? Hello, come on. What is the light? The life of Jesus. Got it? So, Jesus is the light of the world as long as he was here upon the face of the earth. And now we are the sons of light. We carry the light. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you know that moon doesn't carry its own light? Anybody there? Yes? Carry or the doesn't carry? Doesn't carry. Then whose light they show? sun's light. When the sun's light comes, until sun's light comes upon it, the moon is hidden. But the moment the light comes upon it, the moon is seen. But the light is of whom? Sun. So, and we think like that, it's moonlight, we say moonlight. There is the moonlight and moon doesn't have light. And I want to tell you the same thing. You and me have not our own light. It is the Father when shines His Son's light into us, and we shine. And that means what? What is God expecting from us? God is expecting, Stuart, from us is this: that the very life of Jesus should be the light of the world. That world will see. Is it clear? Is it clear? Let me ask another question. If through a Christian Jesus' life needs to be seen as the light do anyone see the life of Jesus through you and me? Is it not that we try to show our own light, not the Christian Christ Christ light? We are here that his very life would be manifested through us so that the world can see, not Pastor Roy, not Pastor Benehim, not Pastor Chris not so and so prophets but they should see Jesus. And when they see Jesus through their life, when when from the hands of disciples, when they walked to miracles, who was glorified? Jesus, not the disciples. What is the dilemma of today? When miracles happen to servants of God, you and me, make them God and you Jesus, yeah. the God men become the men become God, and we are cherishing them. We are celebrating them. We we sell everything for them. Even if they say, "What till you die, you will die for them," but the light of Jesus is never. seen. Am I talking to somebody this evening? What is the ninth thing that I am trying to say? The ninth thing is this anyone that is done without bearing the cross is a dead block. You need to die. That is what Apostle Paul said. Paul said in 2 Corinthians I, we die and we carry the death of Jesus as. So that's what the life of Jesus can that, be. That's what Apostle Paul, I think, said in Philippians, he said like that, that, that. It is no longer that I live in me, it is Christ living in me. And today's world, what we are trying to show, and then give the death of Christ, the death of me, the life of Jesus has to be seen. Am I talking to you? So, any work that you do without bearing the cross, Means one, you are not dead for yourself. You are not dead for yourself. And you cannot, if you are not dead for yourself, you are contained, you are full, then you cannot show any light. These this lights are burning. Can you think that another light can be seen here? No, it's already burning. It's already a light. Okay, to overtake this, some other light should come. The same way. If we are, we are not dying. We are living. We are trying to show ourselves. Then we cannot uh, manifest the life of Jesus. I want to tell you when we, no, I, I want to ask you. Don't take it personally. You know when we, when we, we create nuisance to our neighbors. Are you, do you think that you are showing manifesting the life of Jesus? You drink and dance and kuglisms and everything like that you do. Societies are upset. Bible says in very well, well I think in Corinthians I think so. Where it says even if your food becomes a stumbling block to your brother don't eat that food. Was, you know sometimes we, we are very 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 religious What happened? we put the full volume to the music and we start shouting and singing and dancing but the next door there will be somebody whom you do not know. They will be battling with cancer or some sickness. There, Some death is happening. You think, my house, my property, what can I do? Yes, you can do everything. But that is not the way that you will manifest the life of Jesus. You know? There are many scriptures for that. Many scriptures. Sometimes we, we, we pray. No, we pray. Loudly shouting, ten people come together in one room in a so in a residential area. We shout and everything that we do. As long as it's not a nuisance, it's okay. But if it is, somebody says it's a problem to me, then we should not be assembling. Because the heavenly Father said, "What? Go into the room and shut your door and pray in secret. I will see that and I bless you." Don't think that just because you shout and scream, then only God hears. We may be needing to such shout that because we are so bombarded with voices of different voices. So, what is that exactly? There are one Corinthians chapter eight, nine, chapter eight, and Romans fourteen, and all like that. Chapter speaks about that how we should be. You know, dying for ourselves on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Let me ask you you a question. Interesting questions. Okay. You know, Uh, I said that we need to die so that the life of Jesus should overflow from our life. Right? Okay. Now, take me for an instance. You have a glass. Suppose this is a glass, and another glass has some water, and it is Pouring out the water, what do you call it as? Pouring out the But if you have a glass that is filled and then you pour out some water, what will be called? It is overflowing. What kind of glass you have? You are trying to still to pour it out? Or you are overflowing? Are you showing Jesus or Jesus is overflowing through your life? That is exactly what happened. I pray even today because everything the disciples did in the the, it is written recorded in the New Testament Bible. It belongs to us. So I always pray that God, if the disciples' shadow fell upon the sick, they were healed. I need that anointing. But what was that? It was not pouring; it was the oil. Same way you and me manifest Jesus. We try like to show off Jesus that flowing out from us. Flowing out from us. Jesus said in Matt John's chapter 7 38, what Jesus said? Jesus said that the, the streams of river, the life, what river will all flow from your, from your womb. Okay, yours please John seven thirty-eight. Okay. From anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scripture declares reverse of the living water will flow from his heart. Okay. Okay. There is no show. How many of you believe in Jesus Christ? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 9, 20. You believe in Jesus Christ? Please check whether the river of life is flowing through your life or not. It doesn't say the those who are pastors, those who are miracle workers. It simply says those who believe in Jesus Christ. The river of river of life, living water. What is the living water? The life of Jesus. The life of Jesus will flow through. That's why the Bible says if, if, if anyone who believes lay hands, the sick will be healed, cast out the demons, cleanse the lepers, take the, the the snakes, nothing will happen. What? Those who believe, nobody says those who are pastors. Is it happening through you? Hello. That means you are still not dead for yourself. You are still living. You are still living. Understand that? Okay. Another example I will give you. How many of you know the hand pump? Hand pump you know? The water party called as hand pump only. If there's any new name, please teach me. Okay. Hand pump. And how many of you know about river? Nobody knows it. I only really know. Okay. <laughs> river. Okay. What is the difference between hand pump and river? I don't need a PhD scholar to tell about it. Everybody knows. River continuously flows. And hand pump and little water. Then again come. And I want to tell you which category you are, the hand pump or the river. Sometime when pressure comes, you show some Christianity and God. Then again, some problem come, you show some Christianity, but God is saying. When you come, you say, Lord, I am a sinful man. I want to tell you, the ru- ru- life of river when flows it, it will just take away all that things that is not supposed to be there. What is the Bible says? When he comes, he will give you a heart of flesh. He will take it away from you. Most of us are trying to be pump hand pump pumps. that sometime, in Sunday, we are river. Monday to Saturday, we are handbags. In some someday all the spirituality from heaven comes down and we become so spiritual as if that first of all them will be left out, you will be brought Why is this happen? Because you are still not dead and you are still living. Jesus' life was an overflowing of his power. Jesus said, I don't, I don't do anything without the, I get the guidance from my father. What do we need to do? We need to die on a daily basis. What Jesus said, Jesus said if you want to follow me, take your cross on a daily basis and deny your father, mother, all that relationship means what? About them. Keep me, give me the first preference, first place. Then you will be my disciple. Sometimes what happened? This is very interesting. Sometimes we are full of angry, some something some something go- Happened that we are full angry that time, and heart is boiling like a boiling water with anger, hatred, and some things that we want to speak, but you hold your tongue. Do you think that is spirituality, my beloved? By not speaking what is in your heart is self-control. That is not spirituality. And that a heathen can also do it. No need of any spirit. The demonic spirit can also control the words. You know? No need of Jesus. Only a self-discipline is needed. You can control your tongues by not speaking some foul things or wrong things to somebody but still you are boiling in anger and hatred and frustration in your heart. That means what Jesus said, what you eat from outside does not defile you. What comes out from you defiles you. Means what? That is boiling in you. is already defiled you but you are controlling your tongue. That is a self-control. Don't call it as a spirituality. And then don't call you are a super spiritual person. Simply am I addressing to something? If not, I am I'm doing that. <laughs> right? But you know, sometimes when you become successful, you get some good marks. Everybody start rejoicing with you. Don't do you think that everybody rejoices with you? I also studied with them, same class, same thing. What happened? comparisons, questions, demands, weak points, cursing on the upbringing, Cursing parents, timely money doesn't come, so I don't go study. What is that? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm trying to say we have not doing things without the cross, without the cross, we are not dying on the cross on a daily basis. Want to tell you, when Holy Spirit comes in you, the first thing He does is this. It takes out your old man, that old nature. That's why what Corinthians says when one is in Christ he is a new creation, new creature, all things are. When the day all things become All things. Come on. The kind of English languages we use in our our text uh, you know, messages and things like that we look into. Hey it's common, yeah holy, da da da, da, da. So putting holy into an abusive word doesn't make the abusive word holy. I was just reminding no, you, no, remember, no, Jesus, one of the disciples of Jesus was Judas. He was with him almost three, three, and a half years. I, in my understanding, I think he never followed Jesus with a whole heart. Just because the money was in his hand and he was not caught. Okay? was not at court and he was very happy every day expenditure in out of the way safe way coming to him and he was very happy. He was very happy. Last Sunday I said what was said, You don't tell a lie. Why you don't tell a lie? If because of fear of consequences before that, you fear that someday I will be caught. I will, I, there will, somebody will catch me. Okay. But God says don't tell lie. Why? Because when you lie, you dishonor the father. Okay, so here is this man. He was very upset when Jesus rebuked him. He said, Judas, don't harass that lady. When he said that, no, that perfume could have got so much money, that and this and He did that. And that is the very time he walked out of the place. And the Bible very, very categorically says, the Satan entered into him. Why? Because he was boiling with that one I said. Hatred towards Jesus Comparison with other people Why John only can lean upon him Why he, he has only Peter Paul Peter James And all as his, his Special core member Why I am not Maybe he must be having thousands of questions That questions were boiling him, And Bible says the devil Entered into him How do you respond to a, a Rebuke of a pastor? The Bible says, in the Bible, it says, it says like, the Whom I love, I think it is in Revelation chapter 3 19, it says, Whom I love, I rebuke them and chasten them. I want to tell you, no matter how many churches you leave, and you can catch hold of how many pastors, but if God is interested in you, in every places where you go, God will discipline you. Forget not where you go. No matter uh, that's why David said, "Where can I hide you hide from you, Lord? Even I go to heaven, you are there. Even I go to the hell, you are there. Where can I hide from the Holy Spirit? You think that okay, I will leave P S U and go to some other church. There people will accept. Like One day, two day, somebody will accept. Like Third day onwards, you will show your temperance. The which you are showing in other church. Slowly the new pastor also okay. They came out. Then they will call pastor. Okay. Then God will start to continue there. Then you will go to the third church. Fourth church. You change your church but you will never change. That's why always change. Change is only change when you change. Remember that. Change is only, only change when you change. So, believe this, that one of the, the ninth thing which that I want to tell is this, the ninth dead work is this, this is what the ninth dead work, that is that any work that you do without dying on the cross is a dead work. You want examples? You go to your countries, to look out the ministry of the people, you look to some believers, you saw them as believers, now they are no more believers. Have you come across such people? So that you went to the church through them, but one day, you are there, they are not there. The pastor who baptized me today is not a pastor. For me, I am saying, me. He left the church and fought to America. All ministry gone. He passed, baptized me th- 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 25 years before. But today, he is not serving the Lord. He left the ministry. He got a visa from his in laws from America. They all went back. I don't know whether they are doing ministry there or not. Our visa is for heaven, not to America. Right? Your ministry is where you are. I always say you don't don't look for a mission field. The mission field is what? Every soul that is without Christ besides you is your mission field. What is that place? Every soul which is without Christ besides you is your mission field. If you are in Nigeria sitting in a bus next person is not Christian that is your mission field. Don't ask for USA visa. Okay. 10th thing. I think I'm getting time. Okay. I will complete this. 10th thing. Now, Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. It's a story of a uh, two sisters. It's about Martha. And male. What was the difference between two? Yes, Parashik. Reading That I can also do. <laughs> Mata was serving the Lord how? By preparing food. And Mary was what? sitting at the feet of Jesus. And what happened? When, is that she was doing a bad thing? Suppose I come to your home and you prepare some food for me. Is it a bad thing? No. It's a good thing she got as, long as I think preparing some food for the pastor is a good thing. Okay, keep it in mind. Okay? <laughs> yeah. A good thing. But what was the problem? 39. 14. Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Think about this. She was doing some good thing. But what was the difference? One, she was murmuring second what was second she felt that she only doing everything and third she held Jesus accountable don't you care no don't you care let me tell you in a simple word there are many Serving the Lord without being made. Understood? Sure? No. There are many Martha serving the Lord without sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's where murmuring, pride, frustrations, all things will come. Martha was doing something good. What was the ten, what is the tenth, ten the dead one? The work originated from all human reasons are a dead one. A work originated from human reasons. No, human reasons. Martha served God,
1: but she served
0: by murmuring and complaining and even taking Jesus accountable for it. Okay? That's exactly what we are doing. We are serving the Lord for the reasons, women reasons. In the book of Luke chapter 17, 7 to 10, there is a story saying that I will say, which is the master? When a servant comes he will say, oh you you are tired? Come and sit. I will just uh, massage your leg and I will make a soup for you and I will make some food for you. No! No, Luke chapter 17, 7 to 10, it says, what will say? Oh, you completed? Go and cook some food for me. I want to tell you, when somebody is finishing the duty, the, a job that they are given to be done, they are just doing it for, as a a duty. Not as service? Sometimes I see that. I challenge my worship team members also. You know. Every, every Most of the churches happens this. What happens? You want to play guitar. You want to play drum. You want to play keyboard. But when unpacking and packing happens. You will not be there. You will come as master, master. Master player. You come and play and go that is doing duty, not serving. If you are playing guitar, come before, come and unpack it and also when worship service is finished, be responsible for particular instrument that you used, pack it also, otherwise you are doing a duty, you are not serving God. Is it clear? And when you do a duty, that is called it as a soulish work. And when you do it as service, that is spiritual. Some, some of the time our PSU also, we see that today anointed church will be cleaning the... the, the. It's good that its service is uh, uh, distributed among people, but is it only the responsibility of anointed, blessed or ushers to do the thing for the house of the Lord. If we are coming and sitting here and listening and worshipping can we all come together and serve the Lord by serving one another? Nartha was very well doing a good job but she was not doing for the love of God but it was a human reason that she was doing. You know that is the soulish human reason for doing the work many of the time what we do you know many of the time when when when, when we I, I always hear some testimony some some counseling i do when you when know, they tell my upbringing was so bad and i was a, a child of a single mother that and this and this but sometimes i simply sit and uh, think, you are addicted to drugs, what is the relation with single mother and your choice? A single mother never tell that son, I was a single mother, so you go and take drugs. Because it is very convenient to tell, blame your parents because you do not want to take responsibility and accountability of your choices. In seven years, I'm, I'm with Perl, you know, Scripture Union, I have heard thousands of testimonies and counselings, people say, my my age was bad, this. When your end age was bad, that time you had you are not matured. But today you are 18 years, 21 years, you are matured. Why you need to stand in the foundation of blame game? Why can't you build your own destiny by serving and receiving Jesus as your personal Savior and build a new life in Christ Jesus? Does it make sense? Yes. We keep on blaming our upcoming upbringing by parents, our condition. There may be, having said that, I don't say, there may be some instances, some family, some stepfather, some stepmother, some area where it was brutality and abuses happened. But does not mean that. We need to stand on those lost lost battles. We need to build and fight our battle in a better way. You know? We, 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 we most of the time does, does, does there is any you 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 getting getting uh, you getting pregnant without marriage does that brings any connection with your single mother yes little, something carries that is okay and I know that you go for an abortion that is something we with, with, with something that matters with your upbringing it's a choice that you make you know Abraham did one, one. Abraham one day thought God said that I will have a son, so he tried to help God, like some of us. He tried to help God. He tried to help God, and he made one Ishmael. And you know what is happening even today. I want to ask you: Are you creating some Ishmael? you know Ishmael, who is Ishmael, you know yeah. okay, Abraham's son born of Hagar the wants women, maid, servant and rest of the story I love them, everything is okay okay, but you know that are you creating a Ishmael in your life are you making Ishmael you know we are facing it somebody asked me what was the wrong, What? what is the wrong you, you, you you have some problem. You have some children. You have some abortion. That is that doesn't have any any connection with the, your spirituality. You know, people ask them, why why marriage. Today one word is coming up coming up that one, is the, one of the, uh, the you know, African pastor told me pastor one of the one of the common word now we are hearing is not living together cohabitation. Okay. See why somebody asked me why marriage is important. What is marriage? Marriage in God's instituted marriage, it, it stands on love and sacrifice. And what is happening in today's marriage? Pleasures and demand. Today people are living for pleasure. They are fed up of you, living together, you are fed up of you, you will be left, and somebody else will come into your, your their life. You know why marriage? is important. You know marriage is important. You go into Genesis chapter 1, you can understand marriage is important. First thing, marriage is important because through marriages, marriages with man and woman sorry, let me correct (laughs) Marriage with man and woman reflects the image and character likeness of God Almighty. That is the first point. Why marriage is important? Because through Marriages of a man and woman In an official church According to God's plan, marriages Reflect the character of character and uh, Character and image of Christ, God Almighty Second, why? It is to, to raise Godly children In an outside marriage The child may be legitimate But uh, that relation is not don't blame the child. Don't abort him. But uh, it is your mistake. Okay. But God is not expecting when you have a child without marriage, you are raising Ishmael. Not Isaac. Isaac should come according to godly principle. So God said, marriage, "The foundation of marriage. Second thing is that God manages." According to God, with man and woman, that is needed because godly children are needed in Genesis chapter 128. It says, Okay, the third thing is what? Third thing that also in Genesis chapter 128 it is marriage is important to establish and build God's kingdom upon the earth. Fourth thing, Genesis chapter 2 18, what is marriage? Marriage is about the companionship. Fifth, Genesis chapter two twenty four. Marriage is to make a new family. Man and woman will leave their father and they will become one. They will create a new family. So that are these are the some four to five foundations on which marriage is holding our. According to our Bible. And then you go out of this principle. You have some children. You end up with some losses. You end up with some emotion. You end up with some abuses. Don't blame God or community. It is your choice. Your human reasoning you said that. Why should I have the responsibility of a child? I will live with one another, we will live with one another one day I am not happy I will leave the X and go to the Z no responsibility there is only human reason because you and me it is it is God want me to be happy and joyful so anything I do is what God want you are mistaken God is not accepting or wanting you to do certain thing in assumption. Abraham did it when he said, "They said I'm an old man. What to do?" Sarah said, "Sleep with 26 years old?" "Hagar, oh, 26 years, good. Bring it. Finish. You try to help God." Don't help God. You cannot help God. You only can surrender to Him. But I need your help. I may carry your image and your hands. And crossing church. What should we do? What should we do? Hebrew chapter 6, 1 says the repentance of the dead work. Repent of the dead I want to, I said 10 things in this 8-9 weeks. I am finishing them. There may be many other dead works also. I am not telling those things. I understood the important one I said. Do you continue doing in the name of spirituality Work without joy, work without love, work without seeing, work without faith, work for personal gain, work for seizure conscience, work because of fear of judgment, work because of expecting reward, work just because you do. Without bearing the cross, you carry a fake personality, multifaceted person. You are a fake person. You are not died, and you carry the you carry such thing. And that's what Bible says. You have the having the form of God without having the power of God. Okay. Lastly, what happened? What's originated from human reasons? How many of you believe that there is something you are connected with it? It may be one area, it may be two areas, it may be six areas, it may be all areas. Because well, none of us are perfect. And God is, God is expecting to us. What 1 John 1 7 says, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But what is 1 if Hebrew chapter 9 13 and 14 says, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from death works also. Is there somebody in this? room today saying, Pastor, you spoke to us 10 weeks. I can connect somewhere in this area and I am convicted by the Holy Spirit to repent of my dead work so that I can be useful in the kingdom of God. I want to tell you today if you continue to to live under dead works, you are still a slave of law. You are not a child of grace. You are living in slavery of law. And what is the law says? One law failed, failed in everything. And failing in law means what? Instant judgment. But in grace means what? God gives you. Anytime you can turn to Him and say, I'm sorry, He will forgive you. Amen. The Bible says, if anyone comes to me, I will not cast him out. I will remove the wings from his eyes. And I will see you. That's why Revelation says, I stand on the, at the door and knock. If anyone opens, I will come in, not only really just come in, and I will suck you pain God wants today. And he is knocking at the door of your heart today. And he not really knocking. Why he is knocking? Is knocking to come into your heart. How many of you are ready to invite Him? saying, "Lord, I heard You knocking through the Word that is spoken, and I understood I am living in some areas with dead works, and I want to repent it off. And I want to repent it off, and I want the cleansing in my I, at my life. And if you do not repent, you will continue living in guilt. You will continue living in self condemnation. You you will." live in frustration. Identify those areas. It could be this, something like that. Okay, what I said, it could be anything. It could be anything I have in detail, I shared with you. It could be tithe giving. It could be church going. It could be praying. It could be speaking in tongues. It could be showing off. It could be. It could be carrying a rosary and keeping under the under the pillow for to escape from bad, bad dreams. It would be going to a pilgrim and putting some candles. All this are dead was because God is not pleased with that. God is challenging you. Because God wanted to bring a generation that will be known for his name. God want human people to rise up. To rise up. Like Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach Abednego. He said, we will not defy our body by taking the deliciousness of your kingdom. You should be like Joseph saying he fled from the, from the, the wife of that the the, 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 the wife and said what, said what? I cannot sin against my God. You need to have that God. The devil is a liar. He's a, he's a thief. He comes to steal and kill and destroy you. He will come with a relationship. You will think. It is to distract you from your first priority. You know the difference of liking and loving? How many people, how many of you like a rose flower? Rose, rose. Kuna, you love it? No? She doesn't love Very politically correct linda okay. do you love flowers yeah? okay what you do differentiate love and like in that flower. no nobody nobody in the back somebody yes you can say no? Don't want to say? Yeah. No, I'm not going to take your number and come after you while you said so. I'm not going to come. <laughs> yeah. Okay, life doesn't have efforts and love has efforts. Okay. No, I just think, I just thought about a flower. If this a flower and you, you have a flower rose here and you like it, what you do? If you like it, what you do? You like it, you pluck it. And you take with it. If you love it, you want? You will touch it, feel it and then start giving more water so that it is warm. Cool. When relationship comes, see some love, the person who loves, cherishes you or want to pluck you. <laughs> Plucking means means one, you know? Pluck from the field of God for their own use, they are not loving you. If they are loving you, they will allow you to grow in the Lord. Simple way, but the hard way is okay. My wife is here, 31 years, we are together. If somebody comes and says you, I love you, first question, do you love Jesus? Jesus? Then no way. What is that? Today's love is pleasure seeking. The love of Christ is sacrifice. May God bless you when you choose your life partners. Don't waste your time after X, (laughs) Y, Z. They will not give you their name even to you. You will be known at XYZ. Okay. Love your God with all of your heart and mind and soul. He will send you a life partner, right life partner, in the right time, beyond your expectation. Beyond your expectation. So, I want to close quickly. Uh, uh, I want to uh, the quietude to come because I said I will be giving you an altar call. And I will take, leaders, please give me some 10 minutes more. Okay, I wanted to ask you, jokes apart, laughing apart. One thing I want to ask you Do you have some conviction in your heart where you understood that there is certain box is alive in you? Hello? It could be anything, name it anything. You come to church but still you have hatred. You come to church, still you are, you are merciful. You come to church but you still still have, you know, backbiting attitudes. You come to church, you still, you are not careful about your neighbour. You know, you come to church, what is the foundation of church? What is the foundation of church? The church stands on three pillars. That is love, care and share. Come again. Tell me. me. What is the the three pillars? Love, care and share. How God Jesus loved us? Sacrificially loved us. How he cared us? Even though it was not convenient, still he served us. How he shared with us? He gave his love. That is exactly his marriage. That is exactly his love life. if love, care and share is not your calling, if that is not inculcated in deep in your spiritual realm, then there is something that is wrong in your life. There is something that is dead work living in you, so that you are not reaching to the potential for which God has called you. You need to repent it. You need to repent it. Not, no. You cooked a very beautiful delicious food but you forget to put some sword in it. Like that. You have some good, good, very good talent and gifts God has given to you. But that is not season limit. God's love, God's care, God's share. You need a change. Can, you, can somebody connect with it? Here it is written, Any work done without joy is a dead man. Anyone done without love is a dead one. Anyone done without sin is a dead one. The Bible says, I was I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you glad you're to come into the house of the Lord? 4 1, 4 1. 4 1, four one. Four one, four one.